Hi, everyone. Anne Louise Gittleman here, First Lady of Nutrition on the First Lady of Nutrition podcast. And today I have a very special guest, Erin Elizabeth, who is the Health Not News guru. And she was recently featured in the New York Times expose. So welcome to First Lady of Nutrition podcast, Erin. Thank you, Anne. It's an honor to be here with you. Truly, thank you. The, the honor and pleasure is mine. So what does the New York Times have to do with you? What, what kind of bone are they picking? Well, last week after um, Bobby Kennedy, who I know uh, loves you, um, after he was taken down off of Instagram with almost a million followers, uh, the New York Times did an article asking why his nonprofit page hadn't been taken it down along with his personal page, which had so many followers. And then they also um, did, did in the article, wrote a couple paragraphs about my my site and my page they even linked to my website which surprised me and asked why my instagram main page and then my smaller backup page why they weren't taken down and uh just they didn't go into great detail why they thought i should or shouldn't be but it was just um sad that even the media now if they, they get on the case and, and almost pressure these social media platforms then to take down uh, pages that they just don't want up. And you have to wonder really who, like when I've interviewed Bobby Kennedy, he talks about who's really running the New York Times. I mean, you look at their advertising or who's really in charge and uh, it's kind of big, big tech. So it's sad that we have, uh, that we we see things like this. And that just because of some of the things that he talked about that they deleted, just posts some some of the things he'd written so eloquently would have a half a million likes and just it was history in the making and all of that was deleted permanently and he's just gone so um, it's it's rather unbelievable that we're living through this but how did you become so involved with health not news tell me a little bit about your background because i know very little about you other than you are a wildly popular sensation Oh, thank you. So kind. Thank you. Coming from you is a, again, an honor, but I, um, well, I, I started I, I just very quickly give a background. I started on air when I was in college or back or just graduated high school in the late eighties. So not to, to date myself, but I was at late eighties and I started at on a station, a radio station full-time doing news and weather. And I think they thought this teenage young woman wasn't going to do much harm. And I would just report the local news and weather, but I was sent to the um, to the local, you know, all the the city hall meeting, had to go city hall, go all the meetings. And I found kind of this corruption going on and, you know, like 18, 19 years old reported on it. And I actually lost my first job. They said, you can't do that. Those are, you know, I, I uncovered the corruption, reported about it on the news because they didn't look over what I was going to say prior to going on. And they were horrified, you know, because they wanted me to report on like the, the latest, you know, uh, we were in a small town in Indiana on the latest, uh, you know, who, who won the baking contest or something. So I, I went one step above all of that. And then I worked for a nonprofit um, also while in college and then after graduation uh, that was a citizens action coalition. So we would work to stop these utility companies like it's happening now that were our monopolies at these huge rate hikes and just so many of the um, the bad things they were doing. So I, I worked there for a number of years. And when I, I mean, I've, I also did health retreats for a number of years. So I had this site raw foods retreats. So I don't do that anymore, but I did raw retreats for a number of years where I would bring in speakers from around the world and chefs who actually chefs I learned 
really quickly were more popular than the speakers because people love chefs. And um, I did that uh, I'm uh, many years in uh, Palm Coast. It's in just up the road here in uh, Florida. And that's how I met Joe, my Joe, Dr. Mercola, 12 years ago when I was doing uh, the retreats because long story short, he got an invite or something and, and wrote me about it. Um, and I don't know if you know this story, but just real quickly, just before my birthday. And he said, Hey, I got an invite to one of your retreats or, and he said, I can't make it, but I saw your website and I, I know a little bit about nutrition and technology. And I, <laughs> I, I could, he said, I could actually think I'd like to help you fix a few things. Your site needs a little, you know, a few changes. Um, so think of it as an early birthday gift. So just let me know, Joe. So that's, Whoa, <laughs> I love so that's, that story. I, I feel like I'm almost like I manifested him because um, I had not two weeks earlier, written on my aunt's site that, you know, we don't think always alike politically, but she had posted one of his stories. And I was like, oh, Aunt Elisa, I love Dr. Mercola. I said, you know, he's from Chicago, like I am. And I said, I hope, really hope one day that to meet him, that would be a dream of mine. And then two weeks later, this happened. And I thought it was a joke the whole day. I thought somebody had, I kept looking, I thought this looks like a real profile, but somebody has written me as Dr. Mercola, not knowing I had followed him since 2001, not the start. But um, so finally, at the end of the day, I thought I got to write something back. And I wrote him and then he said, well, what is your number and then he called me the phone rings one minute later and the rest is history so that was 12 years ago oh so, congratulations um, thank you thank you so i i ran the retreats and then i think probably um helping him a little bit with content submission i would just send when, when well i had to stop the retreats because we then went traveling so i wasn't doing my retreats and it was the first time i think since honestly my since i was you know babysitting that I wasn't working. I'm always, you know, working. So I, we, I had taken a little time off and was, it was traveling with Joe to different events where he spoke. And I think it rubbed off on me, the people having their websites. And I thought that health nut news would be a fun site, um, to begin. That would be, you know, lighthearted and, and maybe have information on like antioxidants and your, and your blueberries, you know, and, and it, that's why I had such a lighthearted, funny, clever, you know, I, th I thought just a cute name. So little did I know then it became quickly became more serious, especially with, um, as you, as you know, some of these were your, your friends and colleagues, the holistic doctors, um, starting with Dr. Jeffrey Bradstreet in June of 2015, who started dying. Some of, sometimes we had two or three within a day or so, sometimes three in one day. And I just, um, it was on that father's day weekend, June, 2015, that we lost three, um, all from this area. And I just wrote a story to, because I thought that when Washington Post and some of the other papers were writing stories and calling them like the, the quack, you know, the, 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 the quack found, quack found, no, quack takes, oh, commits suicide. And I'm thinking, how could they know this was only, they found the body yesterday. How could they already be, know it's suicide? He sure. was found in, in the middle of a river. So I, I just oh. thought, you know, I want to do a fair piece that just tells the actual the actual factual information that we know about his death and I, I didn't never never wrote about that kind of stuff in my life and did not expect so many people to read it and then actually it was so disconcerting at first that I told Joe I Dr. Mercola Joe I said I can't write about these anymore I, I'm a very I think guessing you're like this kind of an empath and it was I talked to the family members um, like Dr. Gonzalez's wife, Mary Beth, and some of the others. And it would, uh. I got so emotional 
But Joe said, you know, um, he doesn't give me a lot of advice, kind of, he's so busy himself, but he said, I would keep doing it. We've got, then like you said, near the beginning, I know you know Mitch Gaynor and, and, and when he was found, I, I just, I just had to, I felt like it was some odd kind of calling because they no longer had a voice. So I don't mean to get emotional. I can't believe I don't, I talk about this a lot and usually don't, but they no longer had a voice, Anne, and they were no longer with us. And some of the families were scared. And I just felt that I was just going to keep, keep writing just the factual information, like with, with whatever subject I'm tackling that about what happened and what the, the facts were. And I think when so this were, has been going on since 2015, yeah, we're, we're, um, well, we'll come, come up this summer on six years and well over a hundred holistic doctors, um, most of whom were holistic that in many who were in our, as you know, our circle, so to speak. Yes, yes, first. yes, yes. And, and people get confused. I know some, there's always the naysayers. They said, well, they probably took their own, you know, crazy stuff. Like they took their own supplements when they had cancer. I'm like, no, no, there are not, any, there's no one here who had cancer. We're not, we're not including long-term illnesses. We only do, um, you know, like established homicide or alleged suicide or, you know, a, a, a kind of a strange or sudden death or accident. I mean, it's not, we don't have, we don't include, we might do a tribute or pay homage to a doctor who, you know, was, had an illness and then passed away. But this is, um, this is, these are, we're just including. So that, that is really how you kind of broke onto the scene. I mean, I started following that, started hearing about it. And years ago, Aaron, there was a tape that was circulated. It was about dead doctors don't lie. And I kept thinking to myself, she's come up with this concept and it's applied now to real life. Dead doctors don't lie. So the point being is, do you think there's a connection between all of these untimely deaths? Well, I always, this kind of what I've formulated now, I mean, I, but it's just the truth. Um, it, it would appear, I don't know if they're all connected. I'm sure that some are just coincidence that those do exist in the world, but I, I can't, and, and I can't say, I can't say all are, um, but I definitely can't say that um, none are. I think that some would appear to have a connection. I don't know. Um, I don't know the, the the details, and I haven't solved it. I, I don't know who if if it was uh, if they were um, if it was a homicide with a number of these cases. I don't know who did it, but uh, yeah, I would say that I do, I do think there is a connection just with the the strange when you go down the rabbit holes of some of these stories. It's uh, it's just re remarkable in a very sad way. Just I mean, where it's it's just almost un it's unbelievable, and the families, so many of the families don't believe that their uh, loved one was, uh, you know, took their own life or just had this strange accident and there's no uh, tire, there's no brake marks and think, you know, uh, marks for the brakes of the car, one that went off a cliff, things like that. They just don't believe, uh, they don't believe the... Uh, so what would the connections be? I mean, you can talk about it, I think, in a very general way. Are there any themes that they all delved into that would connect their untimely demises? Um, you know, that's, that's asked a lot. I think that they were just, they would question the conventional, um, you know, the conventional methods, uh, ph pharmaceutical companies, uh, they, they may, they may delve more into uh, integrative holistic practices a lot of them were getting patients better who were very ill and helping them overcome um, autoimmune illness or, um, or, or cancer or, uh, or other 
ill diseases and so they were they were better they were even some who were more integrative um that may use some conventional conventional uh techniques but they were still more holistic minded and or those doing cancer or a lot of cancer research ones on there some who, that were, who, were the, who were those i i know about nick gonzalez who was an associate and a friend and mitch gainer who i met on many many occasions he was a psychiatrist if i'm not mistaken um oh i did not realize that mitch um i know that that he from what i understood or he was I believed he was an oncologist or treating cancer patients, but he may have actually been a. Um, Mitch I, I, I think I think so. I just know he did a lot of work with music, I, and he was an absolute. Oh yes, gal. that's a good. Yeah, and he'd been on um, Dr. Oz's show. Mitch had been on Dr. Oz twice, and and just sent Joe and um, me copies. We had just talked to him, sent us, you know, just just through the email copies of his new book coming out. But yes, he was very into. Um, the the whole sound healing healing with sound at which had become you know just more and more um, popular and I mean to be able to to go I think Dr. Mehmet Oz was a close friend of his from yes. what from, yeah. from what he said as well and um, I don't know if he was somehow a threat because of that but um, it, it you know it would seem that could be, you know, that that could be. And the what is the story behind Nick Gonzalez? Did they, uh, he was pretty healthy. I don't understand what happened to him. Did we find anything from the autopsy? Um, yeah, so um, his wife, who is an, an amazing woman, Mary Beth, uh, who I met sometime, I think it was at that same, I feel like the first time was the same event where I met you, but it was a year or two before that. And um, she just, I think, well, yes. So at first they did say, we believe it is, um, you know, must've been a heart attack because why else would someone just die so suddenly? Although he did not, that didn't seem to fit. He had just recently had, I think some, like so many of these doctors had um, a full physical, was healthy. And, and so yes, the autopsy showed his heart, it, his, his heart appeared great. Um, no surprise, he took great care of himself, um, was only in his early sixties. And um, that, so they they don't know. And so she has been pretty open. I think I interviewed her um, one time, kind of an impromptu at an event and we did a little interview sitting together, but she um, has been very open that they don't know. They're still, I mean, they can save tissue samples in case later there are ways that, you know, new ways to discover was, was he given something? I mean, but she hasn't said that, but she just, they don't know. It, it's an unknown cause of, unknown cause of death so that's um what a loss yeah i mean he he really was a remarkable man and again that you know and and she said this and others have said this as well that the church in um, new york was literally packed full of his former patients which that itself might seem really nice but many of whom were paint uh they were and i'm just off the top of my head here so but bear with me but they the pain they, they were pancreatic cancer patients who he had got put into remission 20 years ago 10 15 20 years ago still in remission where they had been given literally less than a five percent chance to live as you know about pancreatic cancer and so they they made these remarkable recoveries and were that you know it was just it was really emotional for so many of them because he was getting people better and had practiced under 
Dr. Kelly, um, you know, oh my, whom I was going to work with many years ago. Oh, wow. Wow. So I know I'm very familiar with William Donald Kelly. He was a very eccentric uh, orthodontist in Dallas who did some very unusual things. And my teacher, Dr. Hazel Parcells, cured him of pancreatic cancer. So the circle really becomes. Yeah, it's it's just all around. It does. And then I, I now and now I was trying while I'm talking, I'm trying to type it in because I didn't have it in front of me. But that's so we lost in, in Dr. Bradstreet, of course, who was working with autism uh, patients and, and using a um, he was well, not, not in the States, but he had to travel overseas because, of course, the FDA made it illegal it's for a doctor to treat patients within the U.S., but was using GC math, um, which was helping with a uh, cancer patients and autism patients. So, uh, I mean, we, when Joe and I were speaking at it, we, we, we try to do things like we spoke at the local health food store just to, to help them out. And they asked us, would we speak? And they had it outside. We couldn't fit everybody inside. And afterward, one of Dr. Bradstreet's patients um, came up, well, I should say the mother of one of the patients. And she explained how he treated her child who was um, severely autistic, um, you know, however that, it was born that way. I don't know, but she just said he was nonverbal is three or four years old. And, um, it was just this, such a moving story. And we didn't realize for a minute, there's a kid like your typical, you know, young teenage, maybe he's 14, 15, like kind of folding his arms, rolling his eyes. He's bored sitting there forever. And finally she goes, Oh, and this is him now, you know, and we just looked and he's like, hi, he's like, mom, can I go over and look at the such and such, you know, can I go oh. to and, and he's doing great. He's in the like honor student. And it was just, that what was a like, testimony. Yeah. And that she had, because why was she there? Because we are in, we're pretty open about being Volusia County and the East coast of Florida. And he practiced for a number of years in Melbourne and the Melbourne area, just an hour away. So she drove from Melbourne to see us speak and then bring her son who I'm sure was thrilled sitting through all these long talks at 14 years old but yes he had been a patient at Dr. Bradstreet's and he had gone from nonverbal you know very low functioning if I may use that but now doing just perfect he just really was was able to uh transform and save her child so it was a very emotional moment and you know but your your 14 year old boy was tired of you know after two three hours of sitting there listening to to a couple speakers uh having to have his mom tell the story probably embarrassed but yeah that was just a beautiful thing and i was able to interview dr bradstreet's family as well who maintain um that he was not he did not stand out in the middle of a river, balance the um, himself on a you know raging river, balance himself on the rocks and take his own life. And then um, I did a show for Discovery Channel with a Dr. Michael Archer, who I just has become a good friend of Joe's and mine. He's a Yale, Yale graduate PhD, forensic scientist and has, I forget what his master's is, but he is, um, he was on the show and explained how forensics showed it, it was a town was only 12,000 people. They were up in North Carolina he was meeting his wife for like a, you know, a getaway weekend kind of thing. And it, it was just impossible. It, it was too far range. He couldn't have held the gun far enough away to have the, the forensic showed it was, it was homicide. But initially when you have a small town of 12,000, not to, we know they have a, it's, they're just, they're kind of overwhelmed. They just ruled it. I, I, they ruled it incorrectly. So um, initially, so, but unfortunately that's what makes the headline news. And then you don't hear later the retraction. Um, yeah, yeah. So it was the um, one. The one that I was so upset about was this Anne Baroche. 
Oh, yes. Yeah, beautiful. She had written a a book. She had overcome multiple sclerosis, as I recall, had written a book about Candida. I had just done a forward for one of her cookbooks. What was the story about that, my dear? That was such a tough one. And I think think she and I were similar ages and they even got our pictures confused. It was so, so what happened with her, it was, um, this is an emotional one, but so initially, we, we didn't know what happened, just that she'd passed away. And on her page, the family announced that it was a sudden ill. She had a sudden illness and then a sudden death. So I understood, okay, that, that happens. And, but she was young and, and had overcome multiple. So, much, so, healthy. so then what happened um, with that? And I feel for her family, they were, they were very, they, they were very sweet, but what, what happened then is not not me because actually I was so much going on I didn't know that that the autopsy was um, was done and then that was released by uh, she was in Los Angeles so that was released in LA and then one of the sites then I'm not this is again my site was supposed to be about antioxidants or and you know and smoothie recipes and so but it had a mind of its it had a it had a mind of its own yeah so so this this other site and it had the word death in it I never I have to look it up but it was a they were a crime site that are you know known and I think maybe out of LA and so they posted her autopsy so it said cause of death cause of death um hang hang you know it was hang by hanging by suicide um which it was in the garage from what I understand so then I, I was like, oh boy. So then the, I was, oh, because initially I did what we were talking about earlier, just an om, like an homage or tribute and said, she passed away, so the family quoted the family and just, you know, didn't, I, there was, I mean, I could later put her as sad as it sounds like in the unintended series, but I just did an article in, in tribute and then um, that it was a it, sudden illness, but then people were like, no, 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 this, here's the autopsy. And it's, it's was by death by hanging. So I, I was like, oh my gosh. Then the family wrote me and they said, can you, I, well, I don't know if I saw that yet. They wanted, they asked, can you help us? They're all, oh, I, for, no, before I knew the, the autopsy, they said, can you help us? They're thinking it's, it's, um, it's not a natural death. And so, oh, and they even went as far as to say it was an aneurysm. I felt so bad for her, but why they said this, that the, fa- the family said was because, or people that were writing me saying they were her family, but I checked out their profiles. I believe it really was. They felt it would harm her legacy if it was, um, if it was known, if it was a known suicide. But when I lo- looked it up, like so many others, she was in the garage uh, found, but so many are found either like Mitch, Dr. Mitch Gaynor outside of the house or outside of an alarm system. Like that's what gets me. Uh, we, uh, most people don't have their garage on alarm system. So there were others like that. And when I would talk to the family, they'd say, yeah, th- well, no, they, that was not in, they were outside, they're found outside and correct. That would not been, they couldn't have, have, have set the alarm for that area they were found in, which makes me suspicious. Like, why did they go outside? I mean, and maybe that happens, but we have so many cases where they were on the property outside in the back and they, that's where they chose to do it. I it just, it, it, I just, it's difficult for me to believe just like. With, How um, many do you have now of these mysterious doctors deaths? And they're not just doctors, they're activists, aren't they? Well, I have, I'm starting a separate list for that. So I don't have activists on the, on, on, on the holistic doctor death series, but um, we have over a hundred and I think we're up to about 105 on the holistic doctor series. Oh my and goodness. The, and the activists I'm just starting to put together because, oh my gosh, we've lost so many 
um, including a Brandy Vaughn, who uh, was 44, uh, died suddenly. Her son went out to walk the dogs and, and came back. Now, she hadn't been feeling good for a day or two, but um, initially they were saying, some friends were saying, well, she thought it was gallbladder, but at this time we have not been told anything that, I mean, that it's anything to do with the gallbladder and they expect any day for toxicology reports to come back and see what happened. But the thing with Brandy Vaughn was she, um, and I knew her, we, I posted a few interviews of us together in person and we met a number of time over the years and we're friends, not dear friends, but she was definitely a friend and colleague. The thing um, that was different about her is she posted like others in the series, well, in the doctor series, she wasn't a doctor, but activists and doctors had said, if anything happens to me, and she said, if anything happens to me, I want an investigation done. I'm healthy. She said, I've had a full health check. And actually her own doctor came forward, her own physician, a licensed physician in California who treated her and said, I treated her for however many years, her gallbladder had, she had no issues with her gallbladder. And usually um, it's not sudden death by gallbladder. It could happen, no, no doubt, but it's not usual. So we have another one who was just very, um, very, very outspoken um, in, in natural health, to say the least. Brandy was really, you know, just a real activist. And uh, so we're still, yeah, that one we're still waiting on. But yeah, with the holistic, with the activists, I should say that maybe holistic isn't the right description for them. We, pro I don't know if we have a hundred, but I'm trying to now, I probably should have categorize them as I did the stories over this last uh, seven years I've had the site, but I think we have a hundred of those as well. And I, I just, as sad as it is, um, I feel it's important to, to just get the word out there, especially because she was so vocal about, oh, and her house had been broken into. She did do videos showing, hello, my home was broken into, this happened, um, that, you know, and, and this was stolen and, and showed all the video footage and explained that she was safe, you know, she, she wouldn't take her life. She was 44 years old, fit, beautiful, fit, um, you know, no, from what I understand, no pre-existing conditions and um, her dear friends, including those who are running her, um, you know, nonprofit that carries on in her honor that, that they just said they were just shocked. One had just spent Thanksgiving with her. This just happened. She passed the beginning of December, but nine days prior, she had been driven across, you know, made a big long road trip with her son who is left behind, but will be with, you know, surviving relatives, um, including the, the, the father, but she wasn't married um, at the time, but she was divorced, but that, you know, it's very sad, unfortunately, that we have several of those. One of the holistic doctors, James Weiner out of Pennsylvania, the last post he ever made was my stories about the holistic doctor deaths and was found traveling here. He was in Pennsylvania. All of them were extraordinary people and well-loved. He was down here traveling and they found him on the sidewalk, just uh, no identification, didn't have it in his pocket and, and, and um, non-responsive. He was one of the few that actually made it to the hospital, but I don't know, the very last post he ever made was, um, and, and interestingly, some of them also like Brandy didn't have a lot of surviving family members. Her parents passed away and with Dr. Weiner, um, he was not married, uh, no children. His parents had passed away, uh, but he was still relatively young and, and healthy. So just strange stories like that, uh, you know, how he ended, he, he goes to visit Florida, you know, I think a vacation for a few days and ends up found on the sidewalk with no ID. I mean, it's just, it's just some of them. Unbelievable. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's unbelievable. So it's I know that it's just unbelievable. And I think, and I really appreciate you allowing me to share that because I'm sure some of your, your audience have heard about those. And one thing I find that, you know, people would, as I'm sure, you know, with a, a big audience, when you have your, some people may disagree on things, but as I was saying to you just before we went on, I think that with the doctors, everybody's pretty like-minded that they really know the great work they did and want to figure out um, what what the heck really happened. So I, I just think it's, um, yeah, and we've lost a few even recently. So just the, just the strangest stories. One was just a chiropractor allegedly killed another chiropractor and they said, well, he was jealous of his practice. And this- Was this one, in Idaho? Yes, yes, that one was in an Idaho. Where I live. Oh my gosh, I didn't realize that. Oh, that's where you, oh my gosh. The chiropractor I whom I was gonna see, but he was killed. Yes, that's the one. Yes, yeah, so we-, we A very, work. very well-liked chiropractor, as I recall. Yes, and we don't, I mean, I, that, so this is a first for us, you know, did one chiropractor take the other chiropractor's life? That's the, other? The, that's the story, whether that's true or not, I don't know. I would be curious to see what will happen with that. I mean, I don't, of course, innocent until, I want to think innocent until proven guilty. So we'll see what kind of evidence they have on the other chiropractor who um, also people will send, you know, you see pictures of him all around his staff and them all, you know, with him and I mean, he was well liked by some as well. So we don't, I just don't know what the heck to think. It's just, again, there's so many strange, strange cases of, and medic, lots of medical doctors too, as we were talking about, but I included um, DCs, so doctor of chiropractic, MDs, uh, DOs, and a couple of PhDs, which I thought twice about because they're not, um, you know, they're not, physicians who are going to see patients, but some of their work was just, you know, just pretty astounding what they were, what they were researching, different cancer researchers, a stem cell researcher, a lot of them for cancer um, and reversing disease and kind so, of- going, So they were kind of alternative cancer. Yes. Yes. Especially like the docs. stem cell, stem cell. He was the head of the whole, I believe a whole stem cell um, the, of, of, of either a clinic or organization in the United Kingdom. We didn't have many overseas and I'll admit that, um, I mean, we were any, we would investigate any story sent to us, but it did seem to center in the U S and people could say, well, I'm in the, I'm just say I'm in, because I'm in the U S that's what I'm going to hear about. But we had readers all over and there were not, it was mostly U S Canada, um, a couple and the, like the, the, um, Island of Granada, uh, uh, I always say it wrong because we have a street Granada here. I think it's Gran um, Granada, or, or, but the, the island and there were two on this tiny little island. One, one of the holistic doctors walking with his wife and a man came at with a giant sword at him on the beach. And um, so he survived, she didn't. She was also in holistic uh, medicine. Oh so. my God, what stories? Yeah. You, you, you should write a book about this. Yeah, I, I you know, we were gonna do um, a show, a show, um, well, there, I won't say who, but there was a, um, you know, publisher who offered me a book deal. And then oddly enough, they, I mean, I was signing it and I had the deal, you know, and then they said that they, um, they just, they couldn't do it. And we, you know, it was really strange. And I was offered a show by a network, but then it was, that's with the beginning of last year, 2020. Then they rescinded. Well, the pandemic happened and they didn't, that one did rescind. I had it, um, 
a pretty big company out of LA um, production company who's made number of hit TV shows. But I was I was fearful. I admit that there was I was always a little fearful at doing a show. Um, I mean, I was like putting contracts. I don't want to be paid because, or if I paid anything, it's going to go into the foundation for the doctors. But I realize now, Anne, that may be the only way you get a show on a network to get the darn word out. out. Yeah, it's just, I mean. You've got to make people aware this is such a, such yeah. a tragedy. And then there's a, another tragedy in the making and that is the, the censorship of some of the alternative hmm. sites before we let you go. And I know your time is yeah. so valuable. Can you touch on that a little bit? What's going on in the age of COVID? Sure, well, we have um, the Facebook, which, is it's unfortunate. I think we're all on there sometimes, at least I am, because sadly I, I put my eggs in one basket and kind of built up a few pages there, but there's a couple million folks on all those pages. So the, I, I am just kind of handcuffed to Facebook at this point. And I don't, um, they knock wood, they haven't taken me down yet, but these Facebook fact checkers that Facebook hired, and they're also on Instagram. So those are two of the biggest sites on the internet for social media. Does Facebook um, own Instagram, by the way? Yes. Yes, they do. So um, they bought them out. I'm not sure what year, but it was public. And it's, yeah, so they do own Instagram. Um, so they, and then when they said they took Bobby Kennedy's big page down, the, the his personal page with almost a million followers, they said they weren't going to take his Facebook page down at this time. So it's a little, I, who knows what, how they, the method to their madness, but the Facebook fact checkers, um, are hired, Facebook pays them, but then you look on their websites and, and uh, Bobby's page before it was taken down, talked about this and I have researched it as well. Um, they say right on there, several of them are funded by Bill and Melinda Gates. So I don't know what their name <laughs> means to, it has your to do with, with it. it means quite a bit. Yeah, so I just, we, we were just like, really it's the Gates Foundation that's funding that they admit they take these big grants and then by Gates and you know Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. And they, so the last one we had um, said that, it, I mean, some of them are about controversial things, but I'll just tell you this, this one we just did, um, it was a meme we posted. Sometimes we do lighthearted stuff, hoping <laughs> to just stay on social media because we don't wanna lose that huge reach, um, you know, I mean, it's a, it's a lot of people and we're able to help a lot of people. So we posted a, a cute meme that um, somebody from, I don't know how it, how it came about that we got it, but it was the apples hung along a fence in Norway. And they said, this is a practice people will do in Norway where they will give apples away. They have extra ones. Apples, I guess, are big. They're kind of like in Washington state or something. So um, they fact checked us and they said, well, this was one lady. Well, of course, one person, only one person can take a picture unless, so she said she gave some apples away that she hung on the fence, but it's not custom in Norway. Not everybody does it. We didn't say everyone does it. We said, look, here's, so they actually gave us, a, oh yeah, it's, and we wondered if it was because they're um, fearful about people kind of growing their own food, sharing food, which, um, I, I think there's some even censorship on that about people that want a homestead or maybe we, we are sort of off the off the grid and that we have uh, solar panels. Um, we are growing our own food. Joe has chickens. I don't eat. The, I mean, not he doesn't hurt. It doesn't eat. It doesn't eat them. Just he eats the eggs. And um, I'm kind of allergic. I don't eat the eggs, but he has pastured healthy, happy chickens and <laughs> we, we have, but they're kind of his, I call them his chickens and um, growing our own food. And um, the, of course we have the uh, rain, we have the, the 
the big containers, I'm suddenly drawing a blank, but to, for the rainwater. So we, we are able to collect, collect rainwater and all that. And even that kind of stuff seems controversial online, just talking about growing your own food or maybe being off the grid or homesteading, or um, some people are, whether they're in a residential neighborhood or on acreage that they can kind of live, you know, that they can homestead their property, even with just a front and backyard, maybe at least turning the backyard into a, a, a garden uh, where people are in, even in Southern California or Idaho, I'm sure as well, they're growing a lot of their own food. So that's, that's uh, frowned upon. So it's, it's very sad. I just think that everyone, no matter what they're, wherever they're from or their politics, they can agree that the censorship about natural health or growing your own food or even the holistic doctor deaths shouldn't be um, uh, suppressed. So uh, I so agree. Now, how are people going to contact you, Erin Elizabeth? Where are they going to oh, find you? My site, as funny as the name may seem, is healthnutnews.com. It's adorable. And, I love it. Oh, healthnutnews.com. Yes. And I, they can, um, there, if they just, right at the top of the page, if they would like, they can get on the um, our newsletter, because we believe, and I encourage people like with yours to get on yours as well. They probably already are, but we believe that we have to go a little bit old school, so to speak. So um, we, we think it's important for people who follow you or me or other public figures that they would, um, they want to get on the newsletter just in case any of our social media platforms were taken down or people just leave those platforms. And I think it's always good to keep a lifeline. That's what I say. So we have, um, you know, it talks a little bit, bit about some of the things that I share now that are a little more, not as controversial about like growing your own food and all that. And I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just making videos of showing what, showing what we're growing and things like that. But, um, but also we share a lot more important information just besides growing food. Um, and uh, yeah, and also there's a book that I uh, give away on there as well. So they can go to Health Nut News. To Keep up the good work. Thank you. Oh, thank you. And you too. I'm just, yeah, I'm really, as you know, um, just, yeah, really love you and your work and, and grateful to be on your show and share this with your audience. Oh, such a sweetheart. So I want to thank you, Erin Elizabeth. Thank my listeners for tuning in yet once again to First Lady of Nutrition Podcast. Take a peek at the unikeyhealth.com site. Their product, BioBuilder, was just featured in a Woman's World article with a woman that healed her fatty liver with BioBuilder. So on that note, I'll say goodbye, good luck, peace, shalom, love you all. Bye.